Good morning and greetings in Christ's name to each one of you this morning. As a family, we count it a privilege to be back with you this morning, having missed last Sunday. Uh, we were with my wife's family. Uh, we were out in Ohio together, and we did have an enjoyable time there. But uh, I guess there's the old saying, there's no place like home. And uh, as we are gathered with you this morning, um, truly we can say we are at home here with you, brothers and sisters. We did have a, a good week out at Faith Builders, and I just want to thank each one of you for your support and prayers to us while we were gone. This morning, as, um, as we come here, my, I guess my mind is... Um, doing some different things, and uh, just thinking of, of the search party that was out last night and again this morning, and, you know, I'm not sure if I ever saw Lance. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I sh I'm not sure if I ever met Lance. I did see him. Met his father, um, Glenn, Ethan's brother. But when we heard about Lance being missing, that, that had its effect on us. And I just had to think of how that's because of being a part of the body of Christ. Now, when we hear of someone being missing, um, someone we have no connection to, I think it still does something to all of us, but when it comes closer to home within the church, it's kind of like when the hand hurts, the whole body is there to support. And um, I think it, it certainly did that to, to us here. I also had to think too, uh, Ryan, I, I appreciated that song. Um, I don't know what you were thinking when you picked that song, if you were thinking about Lance at all or not, but um, being, he was lost, okay? It wasn't a spiritual being lost, but it was an example of how the whole world was lost. And um, actually, I think there was blindness in that song, too, um, And, and just thinking how, you know, there's some people, there's, there's, there's people here in the church know that we are not lost. There's people in the world who know they're lost. But there's also people that don't know they're lost. And I, I'm not sure what all I'm wanting to draw together on that. But... Except this morning, may we be grateful for being found by Jesus Christ. And um, there was just some talk in Sunday school about should we have more of an urgency for the lost around us? And yes, I think we should. Both for those who know they're lost and also for those who, who may not know that they're lost. So, uh, 
just some of my rambling thoughts that have been going on. And I don't know, maybe it can be an inspiration to you. So we were at Faith Builders this past week. Um, I was there um, as, a, as a teacher in thinking of preparation for teaching school and just, um, I guess, seeking inspiration and for how to be a better teacher, how I can serve my classroom better. And not only my classroom, but also um, families, parents. And the message this morning um, was actually born out of a, the last session on Friday. Um, on the subject of silence. And as I, uh, the title of my message is Silence. Pretty simple, but, uh, you know, I'm very well aware this morning, I think we're all well aware that we find it, it, there's so much value in the sense of hearing. And um, we're, we're just all reminded of that again with, with Matt's and uh, their little Marla not being able to hear. And just, it is all of our desire that she can hear and can experience that blessing. But you know, we are in a world and we live lives where there are so many distractions. There are noises, there are voices that are calling and just in experiencing the blessing of being able to hear and and it goes deeper than just the auditory but I trust that we value personal silence as well, that we can experience at times. I don't know how you all find silence. Is it something that's hard? Is it something that's possible? Is it something you have to work for? Some of these things that I share this morning, I'll just be upfront, uh, come from some of what uh, I heard this past week. And I'm, as I go through here, I I guess I share this message because I recognize my need for silence. I'm not someone who's mastered um, what I'm going to be talking about. And... Um, so yeah, I, I just, this message, I, I trust you can gain something out of it, but I, I also just want to be upfront that I need to take my times of silence as well. Uh, I'm not sure who said this, uh, comes from something this week, but something, uh, to the effect that all of man's problems stem from his inability to sit still in a room in silence. 
and uh, I'm not sure if I um, totally, totally agree with that. And yet, how many of our problems, and maybe some of this uh, will make a little more sense as we go on, but how many of our problems might we might find some clarity to them if we could just sit still and take some silence. One writer says, if we read the biographies of the great and wise, we shall find that they were people of long silences and deep ponderings. Maybe As I mentioned, we live in a, a noisy world, voices calling for us. And, um, you know, on our own selves, we're carrying a device, many of us, that might beep or ring or buzz or whatever it does for different um, things that are happening within that device that are calling for our attention. And... Um, just we're in a, a fast-paced society. And I don't know, maybe some of you kind of experience some of what I experience sometimes and think that to have lived back 100, 200 years ago, um, you know, things were slower paced. And I think I didn't live back then, but um, just it would have been nice to or might be nice to have some of that. I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit of an oddball here, but um, the truth is, and this comes from the speaker there, Faith Builders, on this session, he says, there has never been a distraction-free era. Through all of time, there have been distractions. So I guess that kind of blows some of that away. It's just that what we're living in now, we're experiencing from some things that they didn't experience then, but they probably experienced some things back 100, 200 years ago that we don't experience today. Ecclesiastes says that there is a time to keep silence and also a time to speak. But there is a time to keep silence. Probably all heard the old saying that silence is golden. And I think we may say that in a little bit of a selfish way at times. When there's a lot of commotion around, we think it'd be nice to have a little bit of silence. Ah, oh, how nice that is. Just how golden is silence. Those times of reprieve from all the noises, the voices, just how golden is that. I invite you to Mark chapter 6 to look at some of that this morning. We have Jesus and his disciples here. And uh, starting reading uh, 30 through 33 here, it says, And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Now, just jumping back 
some previous verses in the chapter here, about verses 7 through 13. The disciples had been sent forth by Jesus by twos to minister, to, to, um, I'm trying to find the words here. Basically, he sent them out uh, with nothing and um, sent them to, to, to uh, share Jesus with the people they came to. And they went out. They did that. They preached repentance, and they uh, cast out devils. They anointed with oil, and they healed the people. And they came back to Jesus, and they shared what had happened. And also, okay, we'll just go on here. The disciples came to Jesus. They told what they had done. And Jesus said unto them, verse 31, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto them. So, also, I, I wasn't quite sure of the chronology here. Um, in verses 14 through uh, 29, it gives the account of John the Baptist's death and um, about how Herod had thought that maybe John the Baptist was risen from the dead when he knew about what was happening in Jesus. And so I'm not sure maybe some of this coming apart and resting a while could it have had to do with the grief in John the Baptist's death. Um, but I think... Uh, that, that could fit very well. And also just the, the service. They were busy for Jesus in, in the work. Christ calls them to come into a desert place and to rest. Now, it doesn't specifically talk about quietness. But coming from the thronging crowds and the work that they were doing, it would have been a place of quietness to be rejuvenated again. And then we have, I'm not going to read the next verses, but 34 through 44, um, they had departed into a desert place, and guess what? The people came. They found them. And again, Jesus moved with compassion. He taught the people and the day comes to the end, and we have the account of the feeding of the 5,000. Okay, they didn't get the rest and the reprieve that they were looking for. But finally, as we come into verse 45, it says, And straightway he, or Jesus, constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent the people away. And... When he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. So Jesus here was taking this time to go into the mountain, to find the solitude that he was looking for and that he was needing. 
As we think of silence, I want to think of two types of silence. Wasn't quite sure how to, to term this one, but the, the first one, the physical or the, the auditory silence. Jesus had finally got to that mountain, a place of solitude, of silence, of rest. And probably the only noises that Jesus experienced around him were the noises of nature, would be my guess. The birds. Um, I think of squirrels in the trees. Yeah, they make a little noise. I don't know if he had that or not, but just uh, maybe the wind rustling through the trees, which are relaxing noises, noises that we enjoy hearing. Through our day, we experience different noises. Many of you men experience construction site noises. Uh, depending what you're doing, the air nailers, bang, 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 and uh, the air compressor running. And um, I used to hear a mortar mixer on the job. Um, it be all kinds of different noises. Maybe you work in a store and it's customers coming through, customers with questions, talking, or on the phone, or whatever it is. We're all really quiet here for a little bit. We can hear the highway noises. If you live close to a highway, you hear the highway noises. Or maybe sirens. Um, none of us live in really large towns, but sometimes in a big town, the, noise, the sirens uh, can come fairly often. <clears throat> maybe it's music or something else that you're listening to, uh, speaking. We hear our families, mothers especially, throughout the day. You hear the children. And mentioned electronics, your phones. They um, kind of at an unannounced time, they ring or they beep or whatever they do. Maybe you work around machinery. Um, if you live in town, it could be whatever, other kinds of commotion that happen in a town. And uh, here in a couple weeks, I'm looking forward to hearing some classroom noises from my students. But, you know, even that gets quiet throughout the day. We have those times of quiet. And we do value getting away from those noises of the day. Maybe you enjoy just sitting in the living room and, and reading a book. Um, maybe you enjoy taking a walk in the woods to get away from the noises or the solitude of the office. For myself at school, after a day at school, maybe a little talk with the teachers afterwards, but I can go to the quietness of my classroom and, and be alone. I can... Um, I, can even, I can even close the door if I want to and just be alone. Maybe you like to just turn that phone off or set it on a shelf in another room sometimes and just get away from that. I think there's value in any of these in, in finding a time where we can just rest our ears 
You know, sometimes people don't want quietness. Sometimes they want noise to drown out reality. Maybe they want to drown out guilt or pain that they're experiencing. We hear it, the loud thumping music. I don't know, maybe we don't hear that as much as we used to, but we're, we see the earbuds in the ears. And um, I think some people may live with that a lot of the time to get that noise in there. Some people always looking for the next party, the next activity, the next event to bring them excitement. So we need that time, those times of physical silence. And um, I think every one of us uh, may be hard to find that during the day sometimes, but I think we're all thankful for when we can lay down at night and just, it's quiet. We can rest our weary bodies. And um, even if we can't find it throughout the day, maybe then we appreciate it a little more at nighttime. The other type of silence I'd like to think about is an inner personal silence. So Jesus here in our passage in Mark, he went to pray. And he found that time of solitude, the time to be alone, time to be with his father. And it doesn't specifically say it, but I think there very well could have been time when he just allowed his, his heart and his, his thoughts to be quiet, to receive from his father. I think generally we have something going on in our mind. Um, we may not really be extremely conscious of what's going on, but if we stop and think about what we're thinking about, yeah, there's usually something going on in our mind. Uh, we might be getting up in the morning, just mentally scheduling our day or... Um, throughout the day, just thinking of the question or the responsibility of the moment. Might be thinking of something that happened yesterday or last night or a week ago or whatever it is. Depends how big on our mind it is. A difficult relationship. Guilt. An unanswered question or worry. Different things that can just um, just kind of come into our minds without much effort to, to, to think about him. But I think probably this um, mental, uh, this inner silence that we experience can probably be of even greater value than the, uh, the physical or the auditory silence that we had talked about earlier. But just a time of when I can empty my own mental reasoning and intellect and just being completely open before God. And I do think we have to be careful with this thought some. Um, 
many of us are aware, have heard of the um, modern, uh, maybe new age-ish uh, types of, of meditating. Um, just throw the word yoga out there and I think probably you all understand at least a degree of that. Uh, I myself am not at all well versed in in how that all works, but uh, just maybe that suppressing of body and mind and will just to personally better ourselves or better our own lives. And, and we're not talking about that. Um, I think there's danger in just freeing out my mind and and really going nowhere. There are many voices that would come and would speak to us, but when I open my mind, it needs to be open to God alone. We want to free our mind to connect with God and to hear from him. Or sometimes it can simply be just to spend time with our Father. There's the count the story of a little boy who came into his father's study and the little boy knew that he wasn't supposed to come and interrupt his father but at the entrance of his the study the boy bumped his head and in guilt he came to his father he said oh father I will be totally quiet if I can just come and spend some time with you. Do you experience times like that with your Heavenly Father at all? Do I experience times like that? Am I willing to? To just... Maybe I don't really have a lot to say and to tell God, but just... And maybe I'm not really asking Him anything, but I just want to spend time with the Father. It's, it's my desire to experience that. We can't always get away from the mental or physical noise, either one that we experience at the moment. I think we all recognize that. But I think we can, even in the noise, we can take moments to, to draw from our Heavenly Father. As I think of the need for silence. I think we need some physical silence just to clear our minds, to, to um, refocus, to, to rest what's going on. We get tired. I get tired when my mind is constantly working or when I, um, I think we, we probably become tired from hearing, depending what the noises are, hearing them all the time. We need physical silence so that we can rest. We also need inner silence so that we can hear the promptings and the work of our Father. We can be nurtured in our relationship with God as we rest mentally and allow him to speak to us. I often find myself coming to God and doing all the talking. And I had to compare this to having a friend. Um, 
and yeah maybe you have a friend who comes and does all the talking and he or she talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks to you and you're there listening and and you listen and you'd like to say something but you don't have a chance to interject anything they just continue talking and talking and uh you know i think it's good if we maybe it can be a little hard at times but if we can try to hear those people and try to interject if we have a moment maybe sometimes that's necessary but how does a relationship grow if it's all one-sided if all one person does all the talking and doesn't look for your input I find that if I want to grow in a relationship, um, I think I need to hear from my friend and, and not just do all the talking. And, and um, there's value in, in seeking out a person and, and also sharing my uh, feelings, my thoughts. You know, I think that's the way it is with God, too. God wants to hear us. I don't want to indicate that we should go home and and (laughs) never make our requests known to God. But if we really want to grow in our relationship with God, I believe we need to listen to him as well, to receive from him, to draw from him. I... um, try to use a prayer list at home and I I like having that prayer list I don't uh, use it as often as I like to but um, often I get onto that prayer list and I I maybe just kind of go down through that prayer list and forget to stop and take time to hear from God and I just want to challenge and encourage that yes we use our prayer list to remind us I need those reminders to pray for for the different people, but then to also allow God to do his work and to listen to him. I believe that every Christian is serving in some way or another. We have mothers who are intensely serving their families throughout the day. We have fathers who are serving their families and also various people in the workforce. I trust we're serving them. Serving the church. Hopefully we have opportunities to serve our neighbors. As we minister to other people, it takes something out of us. It takes uh, something of our inner, inner strength to do that. And we need to go and we need to be filled by God. We need that filling from him for our own personal relationship, and also to be able to go out and serve again. And and we need that for effective ministry to the world around us.
I'd like to think a little bit about two times of silence. And one of those would be times of silence in the devotional closet. We have the account of Daniel, who went, I believe it was three times a day, to pray. And you know, Daniel was one of those great men of the past. He was a man who was used tremendously by God. He regularly took, even when he wasn't supposed to, by the law of the land, he took those three times a day to spend alone with God, to pray, and I'm sure to listen to God. Someone has said, when entering my prayer closet, when entering my closet to pray, as we are instructed to do, sometimes it takes me 20 minutes just to get the door shut. Do you find that? It takes time just to get all of life closed out to just come before God. Even as we come to pray, for me, I suppose you all are like me, but there are just things that want to come in and detract from my time with God. In thinking of time in the devotional closet and that silence, how much do I try to use my own intellect to understand God's word? And, you know, it does take knowledge. It does take, well, the ability to be able to read, to, to go into God's word. But do I, do you, try to just use my intellect and reasoning to understand what God would be speaking to me? Or do you let the word of God speak to you? The other thing I think of is how often do I try to help God find answers for my prayers? I don't know if you find yourselves doing that or not, but um, praying to God and then trying to just continue thinking about it and, and not letting it with God to answer our prayers. Another time of silence is silence in the duties of life. In Mark chapter 7, won't be turning there, but verse 34, there was a deaf man with an impediment in his speech. And I believe he was brought to Jesus for healing. And in verse 34, it says that Jesus looked up to heaven and he sighed and he said in the translation, be opened. Jesus looked up to heaven. It also says he sighed. I'm not sure what that sigh was all about. Uh, was he just worn out and, and he needed to look up to God for his strength, for his wisdom? I, I'm not sure, but it just, 
it stands out to me that he looked up to heaven. That was in the duties of life. He took that silence. And again, question to myself, question for yourselves. Why don't I take more opportunities to stop and look to heaven instead of using my own wisdom? In closing here, I have just a a number of verses that I have printed out here. And if you want to write the references down, that's that's fine. But I'm just planning to read them out of my notes here. Maybe before I do that, uh, I'll just mention, as I was preparing for the message, um, I was looking into the word silence. Um, Looked that up on Power Bible and... um, on the computer in the uh, Thompson Chain reference, looked up the word silence. And there were verses that talked about us being silent. But there were verses that talked about God. And it was not about God being silent. Um, Keep not silence is the prayer to God. Hold not thy peace. Be not silent to me. So, certainly, we want to hear from God. Taking those times of silence, we need for ourselves. We don't want God to keep silent. But just uh, some of these verses here. Psalm 46.10, very familiar verse. Be still and know that I am God. I don't have the rest of that verse, but I think it talks about God being exalted. Isn't that just beautiful? To stop and allow God to be exalted as we just just stop and appreciate that. <coughs> Psalm 62.1 Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. And then Habakkuk 2.20 Um, Again, just that thought of lifting up God as we just silently wait before him. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Zephaniah 1.7 Hold thy peace at the presence of the Lord God. For the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord hath prepared a sacrifice. He hath bid his guests. And then Lamentations 3, verse 26. Just a beautiful verse here. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. When I was thinking about um, preparation for the message here this morning, I decided to think, I wonder... If we would just take time for silence this morning, if we would take the half hour or 40 minutes, whatever it was, and just just take time for that silence, just to, to enjoy being with God. Time to allow him to, to speak to us if, if he chooses to do so. Um, I just had to wonder, would there maybe even be more value in that than 
than my getting up here and, and sharing a message. I, I don't really have a, a good solid answer for that. I, I had thought of taking a little time for silence this morning, but uh, chose not to do that. But then I got to thinking, you know, I trust God can use my words here this morning. And if all of us can go home and just begin practicing times of, of that silence, and maybe you are, maybe you are experiencing those times regularly in your life as much as you can. I just again recognize that we have uh, many mothers here who silence is hard to come by in a household. But um, if we could just go home and practice this, maybe this afternoon you have some time to just come before God without an agenda, without really expecting to tell God a whole lot or to just just to spend that time in silence if only I can spend time with him um, and, and just begin a practice of that and again not that we don't share God with God our our um, our griefs our concerns our needs but to allow him to do much of the speaking into our lives you know, I think that is where we can find some blessing, not just in taking a little bit of time on a Sunday morning for that and then going on through the week. And so I just want to challenge each one of us here this morning um, to, uh, to do that. Take our times to be still and just honor God for who he is. Um, I think I'm going to invite you to stand and for the benediction. And then, um, do we all know that chorus, Be Still and Know That I Am God? You know that one, Ryan? How many of you know that chorus? Okay, a few of us do. Um, maybe we'll sing that one in closing then. So let's stand for closing prayer and the benediction.